Hi there, listener. It's Matthew. You've come looking for an episode of the Children's Book Podcast, and you've found it. Hooray! But you're probably wondering why the name of the podcast has changed. After eight years of doing the Children's Book Podcast, I began a new career as head of podcasts at A Kid's Company About, where I now oversee a podcast network dedicated to producing original content that talks up to kids, centers the things going on in their world, and engages and challenges how they see the world and themselves. All of the episodes of the Children's Book Podcast are still here, but now, if you're subscribed, you'll get new episodes of Worth Noting, a kid's podcast about current events, hosted by me. Something for you and the young people in your life to enjoy together. Enjoy this episode, and I hope you'll check out Worth Noting and other podcasts from a kid's company about... Support for the Children's Book Podcast comes from TeachingBooks.net. Teaching Books strives to personalize each reader's connections to children's and young adult books. Discover thousands of resources that bring books and reading to life. Sign up for free today at TeachingBooks.net. The very proof that what I said is true <laughs> and that everything is more everything. Everything is more everything. This is the Children's Book Podcast, episode number 641. I'm your host, Matthew Winner. We're on Patreon at patreon.com slash Matthew C. Winner if you want to support the show. Today I'm joined by Arthur A. Levine. When Arthur and I last spoke at ALA Midwinter 2020 in Philadelphia, it was to launch Levine Carido, the independent publisher bearing his surname. Today, Arthur joins me to share the Hanukkah magic of Nate Goodall a new picture book illustrated by Kevin Hawks, where Arthur introduces readers to Nate Goodall, a Hanukkah spirit who can make anything last just as long as it's needed. It's an exquisite story told best by Arthur himself, so I won't waste another moment. A quick note just to say that Arthur was driving while we spoke. You'll notice it in his audio track, and I didn't want it to catch you off guard. Please welcome my guest, Arthur A. Levine, author of The Hanukkah Magic of Nate Goodall. Hi, uh, my name is Arthur Levine, and I am a writer. Uh, Some of the time I've written seven picture books um, and poetry that has been published and plenty of other things that have not yet been published. Uh, I am also... Uh, the president and editor-in-chief of Levine Querido, um, an independent publisher dedicated to uplifting previously underserved voices, um, including minority religions, one of which I practice, Judaism. Well, I'm so grateful to have you here with me again. Last we talked, we were in Philly in some like abandoned massive conference room. And um, Mm. it was it was your kickoff 
for Levine Querido. And and I it looks to me from Twitter and reviews and SLJ and things like that that things are off to a great start. So congratulations. Yes, you know <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much. Um, you know, we we work with great joy. Um, that's no exaggeration. Um, where everyone on uh, the staff feels like they are part of the mission and that we are working together. You know, it's um, one of the, the great experiences of being a small independent publisher is that there are no silos, really. Mm. I mean, we each have our jobs to do, but, you know, there's no kind of protectiveness from marketing, you know, like, don't tell editorial the plans. <laughs> don't tell them when the conferences are until the last minute because, you know, people will inevitably feel uh, bad about whether they're being left out. You know, there's, there's just there's a far, great reduction of politics and a great increase in um, focus and focus on making books that that we feel are excellent and important um, and getting them out to people in any way we can think of. And, you know, we've critically, we've gotten, I couldn't ask for more. You know, we have um, 26 starred reviews. Wow. Um, yeah. Pretty that's great. All, yeah. That's awesome. Um, and yay for your authors our, as well. Yeah. Well, in particular, it's them that's getting the awards. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, our book, The Wanderer, um, was given the Dillis Evans Award um, by the Society of Illustrators. Um, Eric Gansworth's um, Apple, Skin to the Core, was uh, National Book Award Longlist. Ilatsue. Uh, by Darcy Little Badger was named uh, one of the 100 best fantasy titles of all time. Wow! By Time Magazine. <laughs> wow! That was one of my. That was pretty incredible. <laughs> um, and they've, you know, we've we've had we've been on the indie bestseller list um, several times now. So, yeah, you know, you can't. I, I could wish for um, COVID-19 not to be around and to have had more, the, more booksellers open in the, in, in the lead-in to and the launch of the list. And I think things might be a bit better, um, particularly for the picture books. But uh, that is to say nothing of the good stuff that we have seen and how grateful we are for it that's wonderful he lots of ways beautiful i've read that i read uh eric gansworth's book i I thought that that was exceptional i loved his other books give me give me some truth i forget the other one that i read Mm -hmm. but i I loved his work so to read this new one i was so excited for there there are really i believe i even talked to one of your publicists about how like i'm using up all my libro fm credits on all of your audiobooks that are coming out which is Uh. so wonderful it's just it's just great. Thank you, so, thank you, Matt. 
Ay, ay, ay. The books that you're the books that you're loving up are um, were edited by senior editor Nick Thomas, mm. um, and Alex Alex Hernandez is that wonderful Alex uh, publicist, <laughs> and Antonio Gonzalez Serna is the uh, terrific um, director of marketing. So right. those are the people you're, you're whose work you're praising, and I gotta I gotta acknowledge them. Well, well, go team, and and go you, and yeah. I'm gonna, I'll make sure that Woo-hoo. I put the uh, <laughs> I'll put the uh, the the mailing list sign up on um, on our show notes because that's that's how I've been aware of all the great things going on with the company, and it's been so exciting to to see and to to celebrate alongside of everyone. That and like Mike Jung is all over <laughs> all over social media, so I'm seeing him share about a lot of things, which is just wonderful. <laughs> Yeah, he is really a master, isn't he? At, <laughs> Very at much. social media. Very much. <laughs> he makes me smile and then makes me cry and then makes me feel seen, all by him just living his life. So it's a great thing. Yay. Well, that's Yay really for... a lovely, lovely thing to say. <laughs> I bet he would love that. I bet he'd love to hear that. Uh, well, well, I, I will make sure that after we get off the line, I that I I specifically go and tell him because. We don't often maybe get to hear the way that the way we walk through the world affects other people. So to be so direct would be uh, an easy and wonderful thing right. I could do. But alas, I, I think oh. I do think that that's actually true. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's particularly true of um, the people who make bucks. Um, you know, we uh, react to them and we make decisions about the books um, based on how how they affect us personally um and an intuition that it, the books will affect others in that same way mm. um but to to actually hear from a reader that a book made you feel a certain way is definitely the most gratifying kind of uh, response yeah yeah. So you've got this picture book, this next picture book coming out that I know will be making readers feel a certain way. Not to have, not to go straight into a segue, but because I've oh, been reading fine. it to children. And so I, I know and I, I'm excited to be able to say that you've got this picture book coming out, The Hanukkah Magic of Nate Kadal. Um, oh, oh, my book. Your, your book, <laughs> your one with the shiny foil and the gorgeousness, that one. That yeah. That's so wonderful. I, do you mind sharing a little bit about what this book is? A little book talk, if you will, for folks that haven't encountered it yet. Why, sure. Um, very interesting to, to, to describe this to you as I drive to the place that I grew up um, on Long Island. Um, and, it, you know, I had a wonderful childhood, but as a a Jewish person, I was by far in the minority. And, you know, Jews are a small minority in the United States as well, and in, in even more so in the world. Um, and never is that more evident in the world than Christmas time. Um, and I will tell you up front that I love Christmas. <laughs> Christmas is wonderful. I love when the, the houses are decorated. Um, and I love um, 
I, I love the, the stories um, that come out around that time of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and Frosty the Snowman and, you know, stories that have really nothing to do with Christmas. That's right. Except that they're set during Christmas. How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Um, I loved these stories. Um, but in the world at large, that is the time that... Um, Jewish kids in particular, but but all Jewish people, I think, to some extent, feel a little er erasure. Everyone wishes you uh, Merry Christmas. Um, every commercial is about Christmas. Every advertisement is about Christmas. There are you know Christmas sales, Christmas carols. Every radio station starts to play nothing but Christmas music. Um, it's, it's really, you know, every TV show has a Christmas special, you know, even if this, the show is just, uh, you know, the Connors, <laughs> it, there's going to be a Christmas. And it just, um, I felt that growing up. And, I, and uh, the one thing that I as a writer can do is address the lack of of extra-religious mythology, as I call it. Um, and that's, those are the stories uh, that are, you know, about Hanukkah, I mean, about something, and set during Hanukkah, um, but aren't really about Hanukkah. And, you know, I think one of the best examples that do exist is Eric Kimmel's Herschel and the Hanukkah Goblins. Um, so popular and so wonderful to read because it's really an exciting story about a guy who outwits a bunch of goblins. Um, but it is set during Hanukkah. Um, and I put together, as this is sometimes how I work as a writer, I have a couple of ideas that come at me from different directions and they cohere into a story. And you know, the, what I just told you about the extra-religious mythology um, was one of those things. And then I started, I was reading a book, um, and it was talking about how the tradition of gift-giving uh, arose for Hanukkah, because that is not part of any aspect of the Hanukkah story. Um, the Hanukkah story is about a military victory and a miracle um, of oil lasting. Um, but it has nothing to do with presents. Um, not really on a stretch, even. <laughs> um, so it got me thinking to, to look at look into more and more. And there was actually a very specific time period when that happened. You know, and it was indeed, like much of the things I just described about Christmas, it was a thing that um, arose from merchants. Merchants decided, hey, you know, there is this minor Jewish holiday that happens around the same time as Christmas. Let's let's advertise to to Jews and let's, you know, 
let's let them know that it would be really fun to give your kids presents <laughs> at this time. Um, and so, like I read that the first English language word printed in uh, the Yiddish standard was the word presents. Was presents. I was so surprised to read that in your yes. in your author's note. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I, I, it, it, it amazing, makes sense right? though. But you know, I, Matthew, you tell me. Like that story is interesting, kind of. I think to an adult, but that that is not that does not make a heartwarming <laughs> bit of of mythology. And so I thought, let's let's come up with a more magical reason of how Hanukkah, Hanukkah presents came to happen. The Children's Book Podcast is sponsored by Professor Bookworm. Professor Bookworm is an online literacy classroom that offers virtual reading groups and writing sessions for kids grades 1 through 6. These programs are engaging and fun and can be formatted around a family's schedule. Bookworm sessions are the perfect supplement to both in-person and online learning. Bookworm reading groups are conducted through interactive virtual activities and individualized feedback that are geared toward building reading comprehension. Each reading session walks the student through a complete chapter book. The writing program consists of 30-minute writing sessions with an instructor via Zoom. These sessions, which are designed to improve writing mechanics, can consist of one to four students, depending on the child's preferences. The founder, Carolyn Zoba, inspired by her work with colleagues and mentors on diversity, equity, and inclusion, is passionate about exposing children to more diversity through the Bookworm program. When building bookworm programs, she makes an effort to choose books that feature strong, positive, and diverse characters. She hopes to encourage students to explore other cultures, call out racial biases, and develop an inclusive mindset. Professor Bookworm just announced their holiday book bundles, which are boxes that contain all you need to complete as many reading sessions as you would like, plus a few trinkets for the kids. Order for the holiday boxes must be in by December 5th. They're offering 20% off your first purchase of a holiday box or bookworm reading session to listeners of the Children's Book Podcast. Please use code CHILDRENS20. That's C-H-I-L-D-R-E-N-S and the number 20 at checkout. Get started today at ProfessorBookworm.com. I will say that the story you came up with, I was, my mind was blown quite a bit that this was not a story that existed already. You've got such a master's hand at telling this story that I thought this surely is a, is a, is a, is a, a figure from, I don't know, Jewish lore, folk tales, something <laughs> that I hadn't heard of before because you so, hey, you just so beautifully lay it down on the page. It's wonderful. Yeah, I really appreciate that. That's just what I was going for. Oh, it's great. It feels um, magical. It, it feels beautiful. Yeah. And it doesn't um, it doesn't touch anything religious, really. Um, but it's just a fun explanation. Yeah. 
Uh, if, you, if you don't mind, I'd love to introduce the, the, the lore of Nate by reading the first two pages in the book. Is that okay? Yeah, sure. Wonderful. <laughs> I'm not going to ask you to read. <laughs> it wouldn't be safe for you to be driving and reading yeah. to me. But please let me. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, it begins... Nate Goodall was a great big spirit who had eyes as shiny as golden coins and a smile that was lantern bright. In answer to people's prayers, he made things last as long as they needed to. Sometimes the task was huge, like when he got the call from above to make a tiny bit of oil last eight days and nights in the far off long ago. And sometimes it was smaller things, like keeping a flower fresh, long after it should have faded, to keep up the spirits of someone sick in bed. Big or small, the task would suit Nate either way. It didn't matter if he was making butter stretch for an important cake, or keeping a dam strong in a storm. Singers didn't need him, necessarily, to hold a very long note, but if a person's whole life depended on it you could count on him i i i I just love it this is this this is a person that i'm like come on well done you arthur well done you (laughs) well that was really nice to hear You, you read well your story reads like someone who reads a lot uh and thinks a lot about books being read aloud and um, I say that yeah, coming from the yeah. library and having that experience, and also you coming from that, that wearing that editor hat and reader hat, that it just it has a flow to it that it it expects you to sit with the illustration that Kevin has so beautifully done, and then calls you yeah. to turn the page. It's really well done in that way. Thank you. I think that that um, that's a, that every writer. Um, picture books should read, read their text aloud you know it, as one part of the um, the editorial process the editing process because you know, that's when you find if there is any extra or if your your pace is lagging too long um, is you're reading it out loud everyone's had this experience you're reading to a child um, and they're sitting on your lap and they begin to squirm <laughs> or, or with the really little they'll just turn the page <laughs> yeah yeah they're ready they are um, ready yeah can you recall coming up with the figure of Nate if that was a story I don't know that you were telling to your son or one that he just sort of walked into your your subconscious do you, I don't how 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 we find characters yeah. sometimes as a mystery you know, well, again, so I think they, they just sort of come to me in, in different different things occur to me, and I stash them away. Um, and I, I think one Hanukkah, I was playing dreidel with my little cousins and my son, and I, uh, you know, the, the the dreidel has letters that stand for Nes Gadol Hayasham, or a great miracle happened there. Um, and, you know, I was just sort of saying that in my head. And I was like, that sounds like a person. Nate Goodall. Yeah. Nate Goodall. <laughs> and um, 
who is Saint Gadol? And of course, I said to myself, well, he's got to have some something to do with Hanukkah. You know, there's got to be a story in which he has something to do with Hanukkah. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but I stored that. I stored that away. And of course, he has to be a great big spirit because he's Gadol. Gadol, right? he's great. The, the idea, though, that this <laughs> character would not only have something to do with Hanukkah, but in this one holiday would also have something to do with Christmas is, like, well, that was the surprise I did not expect coming. <laughs> that's very, that's pretty cool. It's very interesting. And um, I was surprised that so many reviewers commented on that one scene. Um, and, of course, it's, it's a, a very truthful scene. Yeah. I mean, after all, I'm telling a pourquoi tale about how presents came to be part of Hanukkah. Um, and it, it seems, you know, any person who is alive <laughs> in December <laughs> understands that Christmas is around at you know, very close, usually very close to Hanukkah time. So we all know that to be true. So why wouldn't a mythological character who gives presents on Christmas not interact briefly with a mythological character who is has, you know, something to do with presents for Jews? Sure. It's not, you know, it's a... It just seems very natural to me. The Children's Book Podcast is sponsored by Libro.fm. It's the gift-giving season, and our friends at Libro.fm are helping to make sure you and the readers in your life enjoy the latest and best audiobooks out there. Get two audiobook credits for the price of one when you enter promo code WINNER at checkout, or purchase a 3, 6, or 12-month gift membership for yourself or your favorite reader before January 1st, 2021, and enjoy credits to use on any of Libro.fm's 150,000-plus audiobooks, regardless of price. Plus, the credits are DRM-free and do not expire. 30% off additional audiobooks, including gifts during membership, expert recommendations from booksellers, free Libro.fm iOS and Android listening apps, and you can support a local bookstore as a Libro.fm member. I'm going to be honest, that's my favorite part. When you buy a 12-month Libro.fm gift membership, Libro.fm will be passing half of what you spend along to the bookstore of choice, meaning bookstores get $90 for every 12-month gift membership. There's really no better choice for that reader in your life this holiday season. I love my Libro.fm. I've been a member for several years, getting the same great audiobooks and the same prices as other audiobook sellers, but with the comfort of knowing my purchases are helping my local independent bookstore. Treat yourself or your loved ones to a Libro.fm membership this year. Use the link in the show notes and happy listening. In all of that, I love that 
you make, even though, even though Nate is larger than life, still you find a way to make the Glazer family the, what I feel really central, the central piece to this story. The way that Nate and we then as readers observe them and observe their hardships, but also their determination not only to to carry their family through, but also with the O'Malley's. We see them helping their neighbors. We see yeah. that giving in them and Nate giving that push to them. And I love in that way, the way that it is about us. It's about one another. You've made them the the central, I think, spoke to this wheel. Maybe, maybe also, if I, if I might say, um, reaching across a, a, what some would perceive as a divide. Mm-hmm. Healing, sharing. Yes, we're different, but we can love each other and care for each other. And um, we don't have to have walls between us just because we think differently. Or maybe belong to political, different political parties. I don't know. <laughs> um, I threw that in there. Um, but, you know, another thing um, that's true for me is that my family is uh, a bi, it's not exactly bi-religious because we're Jewish. Um, and my son has been raised Jewish, but only one of his parents is Jewish. Mm. And, and so... Uh, at the holiday time, um, one half of his family celebrates Christmas, and one half of his family celebrates Seneca. Um, also, <laughs> only one half of his family celebrates Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, and Sukkot, etc. <laughs> um, so this is not extraordinary to us, but um, I do think that there are. I know that we're not the only um, multi-religious family uh, in America. And I, I thought it was nice to have to show two families, even if we're focusing on the Glazers. And I agree, I did focus on them. And I focused on Hanukkah, and I focused on me. But I thought it was, it's a, it was a nice nod to kids who have experience um, of both, both holidays. I'm going back to your your previous question about um, the little guest guest appear guest cameo. Mm. <laughs> I think that um, uh, it's something I admire in this book. The way that that what I walked away from in this book was was the magic of Nate Goodall being able to offer just that, that little bit more to make things last, but also, again, how how you made yeah. that family a family that I walked away with. And through it all, Kevin's wonderful art, including the the beautiful foil work, the, really, the, the most stunning thing for me in all of the foil work was that Nate's eyes just just sparkle with magic the entire book. It's, yeah. it's really, truly something wonderful to... to be a reader looking into the eyes of this character and have them sparkle with magic back at you as if when you need it, when your life depends on it, there will be magic there just to help you with that little bit more that you need. Right. And 
you know, haven't we, haven't we all? There's, haven't we all experienced that? Yes. A moment, I mean, uh, literally, I could say, during this pandemic, um, each and every one of us has had to find a means of sustenance, um, spiritual sustenance and emotional sustenance beyond what we thought we, we, had, we could do. Um, you know, we've, we've had to hold on for much longer than we thought. Um, and so this is really, this is really happening to all of us. Yes. And wouldn't we all love to have a little uh, handshake by Nate Goodall at this point? Yes. <laughs> well, thank you for this conversation and, and for this book and for what it means to each reader who finds themselves reading it and, and, and reflected through it in some way. I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to me today, Arthur. Thanks, Matthew. Same here. Um, I want to Take close. Care. Oh, thank you. Well, let me, if you don't mind, ask you one more quick, quick oh. question, which is that sure. um, I will see. We, I actually asked you this in, in Philadelphia at ALA, but I, I thought I'd ask you again that I'll see a library full of children tomorrow morning. Is there a message oh, really? that I could bring to them from you? I will. I'm, we are back in physical school, and I have been bringing these children these messages faithfully. We are safely uh, following different directives th that we are, we are able to stay distant, and we are able to have smaller class sizes. And, and as a librarian, I see a group of students for uh, 10 consecutive days before I rotate to the next group of students. But I do indeed see them for now, as of recording this. And, and so if there's a message that I could bring really to all readers from you, I would love to share something. Well, maybe I would say um, that I hope that each of them can think of a way in which they can be Nate Gadol for someone else, how they can give somebody else um, help or a gift, or a kindness um, when they need it most. The Children's Book Podcast is recorded and produced by me, Matthew Winner, in my library studio in Ellicott City, Maryland. You can subscribe to the podcast and access the archive of over 600 episodes at matthewcwinner.com. Our theme music is by Poddington Bear, care of the Free Music Archive. Want to help out the show? Become a patron at patreon.com slash matthewcwinner, and your support and contributions will directly support and impact my work here. And always, writing a review on iTunes or sharing the podcast with friends through Facebook, Twitter, word of mouth, or any other means helps reach more listeners, which leads to more content and more amazing guests. And that is a very good thing indeed. We know you value what you put in front of your kids, especially when it comes to screens and podcasts. 
That's why we're excited to share a new podcast from our friends at Sleepiest, creating bedtime stories to help your kids fall asleep fast. Hello, Abby here. If you've got children and find bedtimes a struggle, I'd like to tell you about Coco Sleep, a children's story podcast designed to make bedtime a dream. Coco Sleep turns a chaotic bedtime into cozy bonding time. The stories are delivered in a pace that gently slows. Rumour has it that no one's ever heard an ending. So search Coco Sleep on your favourite podcast app and let's make bedtime a dream. That's K-O-K-O Sleep and I'll see you there.